0: Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk.
1: We hope you were blessed by this message.
0: Uh, Rod's going to speak into that a little bit in some ways. He's going to bring the word of God, so come up, Rod, let me pray for you. Let's all pray for him and uh, yeah, and encourage him and encourage him Um, the word of God surely every time we open the word of God there is a life defining moment waiting for us it's got to be because this word is powerful in fact the scripture actually says it's the power it's not just the word the word is power it's the power of his word his word is such that it is power so father we come before you as we open the scriptures we don't take this moment lightly we pray for rod that he will uh, that he will open and reveal what you've put in his heart as he opens the scriptures and that we will receive our own life defining moment individually and together as the rock church west Bridgeford location in jesus name and everybody said
1: Amen. Go Amen. good evening brothers and sisters It's always a pleasure to stand in front of you, but it's always a challenge for me sometimes to bring the word as what God has laid upon my heart. So this evening, I'll I'll, I'll try and keep it short, try and keep it simple, try and stick to my notes because I tend to veer off from my notes into something completely different. So I've actually gone and highlighted the stuff I actually want to talk about. Just to make sure I actually stick to the notes. Okay, so the title of my word for this evening is, if it just comes up there quickly, I know I gave up to put down a title, I'm sure, Small Beginnings, Big Endings. Small Beginnings, Big Endings. And our scripture for this evening is from Zechariah 4 verse 10 and it says do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Do not despise your small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Now some of you might be sitting there and you're thinking what is with this guy's accent? I can't make out a word he is saying. Okay, so if you do not know me, my name is Roderick. You can call me Rod. I'm from Cape Town, South Africa. Now, to me, where I am right now, it's not how I started out. I never saw myself standing in front of a congregation and preaching to people, bringing the word of God. I was always one of those that preferred being right at the back in church no one must notice me I'll come to church and I'll leave church but a few years ago about five five years ago my company in Cape Town South Africa it's a global company they decided to close our branch in Cape Town and I don't know I don't have to explain to you how how that affects you when you lose your job because basically that was what was happening one hundred and forty people of us we were all losing our job that we loved, and I mean, I was with the company for about ten years already that's how great the company was is actually but um, when they closed, I was devastated for the first few months when I got the news i didn 't even want to share it with my wife because it was something that I really struggled with, and in that time. I started applying for other work, started applying for other jobs, going for interviews. And all I was telling my wife was, I'm going for interviews to look for something better, you know, but not telling her that the the company was moving, was closing down. And I couldn't see what God was doing in the situation. I couldn't. And that is the story with most of us. Sometimes we're going through something and it's hard and it's difficult, but we can't see the hand of God in that thing. Because when it begins, it's difficult. When it begins, it's challenging. When it begins, it's not what we wanted. It's not what we planned for. That's, that's not how I planned my life was to after 10 years odd years in this wonderful company now I have to start looking for another job. But long story short, eventually one evening I was at my desk and um, one of the managers who they brought down to kind of wind up the whole business in in Cape Town, he was a late, and I was a late working. And he came to me and he said, Roderick, why is it that your name is not on the list? So I said, what list? Not the DJ's list. So I said, what, what list are you talking about? She so said, the list to go to, to one of our other branches overseas. So I said, oh, I was considering it. But I can't go to Poland because of the language barrier. And he said, but we don't want you in Poland. We would want you in the UK. So I said, well, no one approached me with this so he said well I'm approaching you now do you want to go to the UK and that's when I went to my wife and I said you know what we've got an opportunity to go to the UK but I don't feel that's where I want to go I feel I want to look for something else but my wife said let's pray about it it wasn't my decision it wasn't what I wanted that that, that beginning that, that new thing wasn't what I wanted I had my own plans I had plans to find a good job in Cape Town and start out that way because I had friends family and everything but my wife said let's pray about it and we prayed about it and now five years later this is where I am so the beginning was difficult it wasn't what I wanted But God was in it. And I'm telling you this evening, where you are right now, you might think to yourself, this is hard, this is tough. My marriage is breaking up. My job is not great. Um, I've lost contact with friends and family. But God is still in it. This evening, you might not even know why you are here. You're in a church with a small congregation We don't even know where this church congregation is going. Because this is new. This is still a new thing. We don't know where this is going. This is a a small beginning. But let me tell you that you are in the right place at the right time and for the right purpose. This small beginning that you see right now, why am I here? There's only a few of us but there is no coincidences with God. In a few years down the line, you'll look back at these moments and say, Lord, I can see that small beginning. I can see where you started out when you were just 10, 15 of us sitting together, praising and worshiping, just a few of us. Now there's 200 of us. That small beginning I don't understand how come no one has told me, Roderick, get back to your notes. Because it's all already been eight minutes. And I'm still just, I'm still just at the first. <laughs> I warned you, but no one is listening. <laughs> Let me tell you that God delights in your humble beginnings. God delights in the small beginnings. We look at the end product and we say, oh, that's where I want to be. I see myself like that. Oh, that's me in five, ten years' time. But we don't want to be that who I am right now. But God wants you as you are right now. Because he wants to work something out in your life. Like a diamond that's being shaped to perfection. That diamond wasn't initially the way it was. When it started out, it was a lump of coal. It was misshapen, it was ugly, it was something that you wouldn't really want to have wearing around your neck or on your on your ring finger. The beginning of it wasn't great, but the ending was something beautiful. And I'm here to tell you, delight in your beginning. Delight in your beginning. Because God is shaping you to be something more than what you are right now. So if I go back to my notes, if I go back to my notes, we see the same thing with David. You all know David. He was a shepherd boy. He was anointed and appointed. Okay, and eventually he fought. Goliath, and he became a king eventually. But when we look at David, sometimes we dwell so much. In the story of of him fighting against Goliath, we dwell so much upon that he has overcome Goliath with a slingshot. Okay? But if you think about it, what skill did it take for him to take a slingshot with a small pebble in it, spin it, shoot this thing out, and catch Goliath dead center with enough velocity to kill him. He couldn't have done that on the spur of the moment. It would never have worked for him on the spur of the moment because sometimes that's what we think life should be like it should be a spur of the moment thing that suddenly something is happening and we know we serve a God that can do something miraculous but we also serve a God who has a working out in our lives and David had a working out in his life David had to watch over the sheep every single day and while he was watching over the sheep the bears and the lions would come and they'd want to attack and steal the sheep. And David had to fend them off every single time. But every fight was preparing him for his battle with Goliath. Every small battle that he was involved in was preparing him for his main battle, which was months, years ahead of him. He had to practice Every single day. Just sitting the there with a the sheep, with a slingshot. I'm going to hit that tree. Got it once. Maybe I can hit that tree again. Let me see if I can hit that tree again. That tree again, that tree all the way. And that's how he practices every single day. That was his lifestyle of practice. But some of us don't want to practice. We don't want to practice taking the word of God and applying it into our situations. Taking the word of God and applying it every single day over every circumstance in your life so that when finally you meet a Goliath in your life, that instinctively, without having to think about it, you slay that Goliath. Your small beginnings small beginnings, small meaning, I'm going to go every day to the word of God. Read the word of God. Apply it in my life. Speak it over my life. That's a habit that you formulate in your life till eventually when you have the Goliaths in your life, you have the tools ready to slay those Goliaths but you'll never have it available if you don't practice. Sometimes the opportunities and challenges that we face can be so small, but they are so important. Small beginnings often carry the most significant potential for growth in our lives. Small beginnings. If you look at the the, the the stories of big companies. Who knows Amazon, Facebook? Those are massive companies. But those companies started as small companies. They were just an idea in somebody's mind. Just an idea, a vision that somebody had, and they worked at it. I think Amazon started as a small little bookshop, bookstore. The guy was selling little books out all the time. And eventually it grew. Same with Facebook. Just a couple of friends getting together that had the same vision. Who knows about your life, the the vision that you have in your life, that God has placed in you, in your heart. Who knows where God will take you? Who knows? God knows. He knows where he wants to take you. But sometimes we despise having to start on this journey. Because that start can look so ugly. That start can be so scary. That beginning, when you first start out, oh, how's people going to see me? I've did so much wrong in my life. Things have just been wrong in my life all the time. I used to be on drugs. I used to be... On this, I used to, to have this going wrong in my life. And people are going to judge me. Who cares what people say? Who cares what people think about you? That's the beginning of your life. But God wants to take you through some things. But he can't take you if you don't acknowledge that you need to start. This guy, Zechariah, when he started out, he came from Babylon. Because that's where he found himself initially. So the children of Israel were taken captive by Babylon. And they were taken out of Israel to Babylon. And there they were in captivity. And eventually the Persians came and they conquered the Babylonians. And when the Persians conquered them, they let all the Israelites go. Sent them all home. Okay, so Zechariah, this guy who wrote, the book of Zechariah. I mean, how how was your thinking to actually, you know, I'm going to write the book. What can I call it? I'll give it my name. I'm I'm, I'm not going to call it anything else. I'm just going to call it my name. Okay, it's going to be my name, book one, my name, book two, book three, book four. That's, so for the rest of the life of anybody, when everybody reads, they're going to read Roderick chapter one. Roderick. Chapter 2. I mean, but yeah, now we know Zechariah. So he's gone back to Israel. But now, on his way back to Israel, God puts it, God gives him a vision of rebuilding the temple. The temple had been destroyed, and the temple is not what it was anymore. So God has put something on his heart to rebuild the temple. But now, he finds himself in this place where He doesn't have any tools to rebuild it. The people that he's with don't like that he's rebuilding the temple because there's others that are in opposition to what he wants to do. And sometimes in your life, you're going to find opposition in your life. You're going to find opposition in your life because the devil doesn't want you to actually get to where God wants you to be. You're going to find opposition, and you might even find opposition in the church. But did everybody just go quiet on me? Sometimes you'll find opposition in the church. Zechariah found opposition amongst the people of Israel when he came to rebuild the temple. But God brought him out of captivity with a job to do. All of us here. We came out of captivity. We came out of some bad things. We really, we came out of it. Because I know some of you, if you have to tell someone your life story, they'll be shocked at your life story. But God brought us out of Babylon into something new. And he said, go and do this. And only you can do it. Not somebody else. That's your small beginning. Your small beginning. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. You do what God has placed upon your heart. Because small beginnings are the foundations of greatness. Greatness is found in small beginnings. Those that have a small vision, but they cling to that vision... Who knows Walt Disney? Who all got Disney Plus. Kids are watching Disney Plus inside there. Walt Disney had a vision for himself, for his life. But Walt Disney failed constantly. He failed. Every time when he, when he started out, he failed. He even had to declare bankruptcy. That's how bad it was in his life. But clung to that vision of what he had in his heart. He clung to it. It didn't matter what was going on around him, his circumstances. He clung to the vision of what he had, of what he saw. And that vision, we can now enjoy. We are now the beneficiaries of the vision that he had, even though he was struggling with it. Every single time. So don't, even if you fail in your small beginning, stick to it. Because sometimes we think, it hasn't worked out the way I want it to. So maybe I should step out and do something else. And that's what the devil wants for you. He wants you to step out of what God has got in store for you. So that now, you are not anymore in the lane that God wants. Because all your blessings are in the lane that God has ordained for you. But the devil wants you in your own lane. In your own lane. So the devil says, do you know what? Church hasn't worked for you. Serving God hasn't worked for you. Maybe you should try doing something else. And that's when we start listening to all the wrong things. All the wrong phrases, everything. Do you know when, you, when you're alone at night and things start going through your head? Try something else. You're failing in this thing. You're not hearing God anymore. God's not speaking to you. People don't like you. Go to another church. That's the enemy speaking to you because he wants you out of that lane. Okay. So what does it mean to despise small beginnings? Despising small beginnings means underestimating or devaluing the importance of starting from a humble or seemingly insignificant place. It means underestimating what God has started in your life. It means undervaluing what God has started in your life. And this can lead to a mindset of missed opportunities. It can lead to discouragement. So here are a few aspects of what it means to despise small beginnings. I'm just going to go quickly through these. One. First aspect is underestimating your potential. When you despise small beginnings, you're underestimating the potential that God has placed in you. Because potential is like a small seed. Now that seed in your hand means absolutely nothing. It has to be planted in the soil. And that seed then has to be watered and cared for. But You can't see what's happening to that seed in the soil, can you? If you plant a seed right now in the soil, and you check on it tomorrow, you'll see nothing. You check on it again two days later, you'll see nothing. Three, four days later. Because what's what's a seed doing first? It has to die. It dies, and then it first finds root sometimes we do not want to first find our roots and we do not want to die to ourselves but without your roots when the wind comes and difficulty comes in your life then you're going to find yourself blown over so easily you have to die to yourself and you have to be rooted and grounded and that's why I think, you as you're sitting here, as you are walking alongside Joss and Clay in this portion of of the rock church it's so fantastic to have a small knitted group together because in a bigger church, you're not going to find this. I promise you, if one of you is absent next week, everyone will know that you're not here. In a big church, if you're not there, no one knows. No one knows. Joss and Clay will know immediately if one of you is not here. I promise you. And that is the joy of being in something that is starting out, that is starting out. Because here now, you can't hide. You can't hide. But here, you can actually work on your potential. Secondly, when you despise small beginnings, it leads to impatience and discouragement. Because why? We don't see immediate benefits of what's happening in life. Now you become impatient. Now you become discouraged. And now you want to do other things. You want to abandon what God has placed in your heart and move over to something else. Thirdly, when you despise small beginnings, what it leads to is you start comparing yourself to other people. Oh, they've got it made. Oh, they look like they are so such good Christians. They look like they have the word of God in them. Sometimes those who look as if they have it together, don't have it together. They just look apart. But inside, inside, they're hurting, they're struggling, just like everyone else. What's a guy that did um, Aladdin, the the voice of the genie? No, no. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Robin Williams. Do no, okay, can we draw a line in the sand? There's only one genie in Aladdin. It's Robin Williams. Please, not Will Smith. Do not ever mention. Will Smith to me as the genie. Robin Williams, one of the funniest guys in the world. One of the funniest guys in the world. Looks like he had it all together. He didn't have it all together. Don't judge people by their outward appearance. Do not. All we can do is work on ourselves. That's all we can do. Next, when we despise small beginnings, we miss opportunities. We overlook valuable opportunities that God has placed in our hands. Because they look too small, they look too insignificant. Being here as a small church is such a wonderful opportunity. It's such a wonderful opportunity. I've never had the opportunity to grow with a church at the starting out. How many of us have have really been with a church that has just started out, where you know where that church has started, how it has grown, who has come in, who has gone out? It's such a wonderful thing. I know our pastors, when they started the Rock Church, they can tell you wonderful stories and also stories that's probably quite sad about the people that came through the doors initially and how they started out. But now we look at the Rock Church with 140, 170 people, and we think, oh, great church, got good numbers. But we forget that there was a starting block. There was a starting block. And we are now reaping the benefits of the struggles of our pastors who's gone before us. There are others, 10, 20 years down the line, who's going to reap the benefits. Of you being here every week and pouring your heart, your soul, everything into starting this location. There's people that are going to reap the benefits of it. You might not see it, but there are other, others, your children, your children's children, they're going to reap the benefits of you being faithful to this location. Don't be in a hurry. When you're starting out in something new, a small beginning, and thinking, Lord, it's only 10 of us every week. There's only 15 of us every week. You keep walking that path. You keep being faithful. You keep listening to the word of God in your life. Amen. So what happens when we welcome small beginnings? When we welcome small beginnings, we grow to be resilient. Because like I said, we find our roots in the ground when we welcome small beginnings. Now we welcome every opportunity, and now we grow in the things that God wants us. Secondly, we start to appreciate the journey when we welcome small beginnings. We appreciate where God has brought us from, what we're doing now. We appreciate it. And not only appreciate it when it's 10 years down the line and when it's successful. Rejoice now in where we are. Amen. And also, when we value small beginnings, there's a personal transformation that happens in our lives, in our hearts. Something inside of you changes when you say, Lord, Where I am right now, I thank you. Where I am right now, I know you are in it. And I know you are in it because your word says that you are the alpha and you are the omega, that you are the beginning and you are the end. So Jesus Christ is not only end. is not only the end of when this church looks good, when we have 200 odd people, but he's also the beginning of where you are right now. As a person, as whatever you're going through, as a small congregation, Jesus Christ is you, the alpha. He is the beginning in your life. And we need to start valuing him as the beginning of our life and not thinking, Lord, where I am right now, I don't want to be. Don't think like that. Where I am right now is where you want me to be. And if I am where you want me to be, then I know that together with you, I'm going to end up Way you want me to be. Amen. Thank you, church.